Hi everyone, it's Adam from Monkey Tennis here, just saying a huge thank you to all of you that have supported my charity appeal uh, so far. For those that haven't heard about it, this September I'm going to be swimming uh, 15 kilometres uh, between five islands in Cornwall. Uh, I'll be swimming the Isles of Scilly, that's Scilly, S-C-I-L-L-Y. Um, I'm doing it because I want to, but also to raise money for Calm, the campaign against living miserably. It's a well-known statistic that 125 people in the UK die by suicide every week, and Calm run a free and confidential helpline for for people to speak through their problems and ultimately to help prevent suicides. Um, I'm looking to raise enough money to train two new phone workers um, to man those lines um, and I'll be doing it by swimming the Isles of Scilly in Cornwall. Um, if you're looking to support me it would be greatly appreciated. Um, you can donate at justgiving.com. Um, just go there and search for Adam Swim Silly. That's Adam Swim Silly, S-C-I-L-L-Y. All donations greatly appreciated. Thank you for helping me to support Calm. And now, on with monkey tennis. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi everyone, and welcome to the Monkey Tennis Alan Partridge Quiz. I'm Adam Brooks, and I'm joined by tonight's co-hosts, Tom Dark. Has got more peas than a pensioner's pamper. Nick Older. The last Osprey in Britain is killed by a football. Tom Stab. Ball promise! And producer Jed. For those of you that aren't already familiar with Monkey Tennis, it's not just one of Alan's rejected ideas for a BBC show, it's also an Alan Partridge fan podcast, hosted by myself and the other Dallandler shids that you've just met. We've been discussing, dissecting and celebrating the work of Alan Gordon Partridge for nearly a hundred episodes, gathering over one and a half million listens from FOPs, or fans of Partridge, from all over this globe we call Earth. We've also recorded the podcast live at Comic-Con and the London Podcast Festival and recorded several episodes, special episodes, with guests Simon Greenall, a.k.a. Michael DeGeordie, and Stephen Mangan, a.k.a. Dan Moody or Sir Dansworth of Moodyshire, if you prefer. Along the way, our podcast has covered almost every ruddy thing that Alan has done over the years and the quiz you're watching now will aim to do similar. So, if Alan's your thing, do check us out at podfollow.com slash monkey tennis or on social media where we're at the partridge pod on twitter and facebook or at monkey tennis pod on instagram so to the quiz our alan quiz consists of 60 questions divided between six rounds if at the end your teams need a tie break bonus round we have you covered there too the first five rounds each cover a major work of alan's a series or a film 
And the final round is a mop-up round covering Mr Partridge's books and specials and other ephemera, comic relief appearances and so on. So get your teams, pens and paper ready and let's get started with my co-host, Mr Tom Stab. Hello and welcome to the first round of the Monkey Tennis Alan Partridge Quiz. I'm Tom Stab, the official host of Monkey Tennis. Of that, there can be no doubt. The rounds are chronological, so I'm going to be kicking you off with 10 questions on Knowing Me, Knowing You TV and Radio. So let's go nuclear and begin. Question 1. Pen and paper ready. What unfortunate act does a horse commit during the first segment on the first episode of Knowing Me, Knowing You TV? So that's what unfortunate act does a horse commit during the first segment of the first episode of Knowing Me, Knowing You TV. Question two. In Knowing Me, Knowing You TV, Glenn Ponder's band name changes every week. Name one of the band names used in the series. So there are six options here, but we only want one. So six options, but only one point available. I'll read that again. Question two. In Knowing Me, Knowing You TV, Glenn Ponder's band name changes every week. Name one of the band names used in the series. Question three. In Knowing Me, Knowing You Radio, what embarrassing act does child prodigy Simon Fisher do at the end of his interview with Alan? And again, in Knowing Me, Knowing You Radio, what embarrassing act does child prodigy Simon Fisher do at the end of his interview with Alan? Question four. What drug is Alan tricked into taking during his interview with France's second best racing driver, Michel Lambert, in Knowing Me, Knowing You Radio? So what drug is Alan tricked into taking during his interview with France's second best racing driver, Michel Lambert, in Knowing Me, Knowing You Radio? (laughs) Question five. Which famous guest fails to appear on episode one of Knowing Me, Knowing You TV? Hopefully you should get this one. I'll read that again. Question five. Which famous guest fails to appear on episode one of Knowing Me, Knowing You TV? Question six. What word is used to describe Alan's show by a fictional newspaper reviewer? So what word is used to describe Alan's show by a fictional newspaper reviewer? That's Knowing Me, Knowing You TV, by the way. And I think our podcast has uh, been described by the same word as well, looking at our iTunes reviews. Question seven. Knowing Me, Knowing You Radio sees the first mention of Alan's bullying nemesis. What is his name? Maybe a bit of a tough one, this one. I'll read it again. Knowing Me, Knowing You Radio sees the first mention of Alan's bullying nemesis. What is his name? It's been mentioned a few times over the years in various Partridge output. Question eight. Episode 5 of Knowing Me, Knowing You Radio was broadcast from which American city? So episode 5 of Knowing Me, Knowing You Radio was broadcast from which American city? Broadcast. Obviously it wasn't really broadcast in real life. Uh, Question 9. Which London-born actress appeared in Knowing Me, Knowing You TV shortly before her real-life Hollywood big break? That's which London-born actress appeared on Knowing Me, Knowing You TV shortly before her real-life Hollywood big break. And finally for this round, question 10. When Knowing Me, Knowing You Radio... Sorry, when Knowing Me, Knowing You TV heads to Paris, 
Alan has four distinct fashion styles. Name one of them. So yeah, four distinct fashion styles. Uh, we just want one, so one point available for this. So I'll read it again. When Know Me Know You TV heads to Paris, Alan has four distinct fashion styles. Can you name one of them? So there we go. Round one done, 10 questions. Hopefully you got answers to all of them. I'll be back in a second with the answers. Okay, let's crack on with the answers right away. Let's see how you did. Question one. What's the unfortunate act that the horse commits? Uh, it does a big poo on stage. Um, we learned from the DVD commentary that that was completely unplanned, so it's pretty amazing that they managed to keep a straight face and finish that segment. Um, question two. Uh, in No Me No You TV, uh, Glen Ponder's band name changes every week. Name one of the band names. So one point if you got any of the following. Chalet, Debonair, Ferrari, Savoir Faire, Lazarus or Bangkok. Question three. In No Me No You Radio, what's the embarrassing act that child prodigy Simon Fisher does at the end of his interview with Alan? He wets himself. Um, we have done quite a few live shows, but uh, no one has uh, been so nervous that they've wet themselves yet. But um, I think Nick, one of the other hosts, has been close a couple of times. If you're not familiar with the podcast, you'll meet him later. Question four. Gave you a bit of a clue with the sniff. Uh, what is the drug that Alan's tricked into taking? It's cocaine. Question five. Which famous guest fails to appear on episode one of Know Me Knowing You TV? It's Alan's hero, Roger Moore. Um, we learn from the DVD commentary that apparently uh, Roger Moore's dad either saw the show or heard about it from someone and called Roger and told him off uh, for being rude and not appearing on the show because he thought it was a real chat show. Amazing. Question six. What word is used to describe Alan's show by a fictional newspaper reviewer? Uh, and our podcast as well, looking at the iTunes reviews. Uh, it's Moribund. Moribund is what we were looking for, so hopefully you got that. Question seven. Know Me Knowing You Radio sees the first mention of Alan's bullying nemesis. What is his name? It's Stephen McComb. Perhaps a bit of a tough one, that, but um, McComb's name's been mentioned uh, in Know Me Know You Radio and, and iPartridge as well. Uh, and some others, I think, as well. That can't be off the top of my head. Question eight. Episode five of Know Me Know You Radio was broadcast from which American city? We were looking for Las Vegas there. Alan gambles away a couple of cars and uh, doesn't do too well. Question nine. Which actress appeared in Know Me, No New TV shortly before her real-life Hollywood big break? The answer is Minnie Driver, who played Dan the Man Forest. And finally for this round, uh, when Know Me, No New TV heads to Paris, what, uh, name one of Alan's four distinct fashion styles. So one point if you've got any of the following. Cruiser Arriviste, Londespore, Imperial Leisure, or Strolling Pastel. I wonder what Alan would think of the jacket that I'm wearing now. Uh, right, so there we go. Ten questions and answers done. That's round one. Let us know in the comments how you did on that round. Was it too easy? Was it too hard? Uh, perhaps some tough questions there, but uh, no me, no new TV radio were ages ago. Um, but hopefully you did okay. I'll now pass you over to my esteemed colleague, Adam Brooks, who's going to be quizzing you on I'm Alan Partridge, Series 1 and 2. Thanks a lot. Thank you very much, Mr Stab. 
So, round two turns its attention to the most popular era of Partridge, according to a very scientific set of polls we did on Twitter a few months ago. Round two is dedicated to Alan's travel tavern and static caravan years in I'm Alan Partridge, series one and two. So, grab your big plate and let's be appalling. Here comes question one. Okay. Question one. In I'm Alan Partridge, series two, what does Alan increase Lynn's salary to? In I'm Alan Partridge, series two, what does Alan increase Lynn's salary to? Question two, nice easy one to get you going. How big is Alan's big plate? That's question two. How big is Alan's big plate? Question three. What does Alan give as his name and address when he's pulled over by the police? What does Alan give as his name and address when he's pulled over by the police? That's question three. Question four. Lynn interrupts Alan's Valentine's date with Jill to deliver him what item? She interrupts Alan's Valentine's date with Jill to deliver what item? That's question four. Question five. What name did I'm Alan Partridge go by on American TV? It's I'm Alan Partridge in the UK. But what name did I'm Alan Partridge go by on American TV? That's question five. Question six. Who played Alan's Ukrainian girlfriend, Sonia? Question six. Who played Alan's Ukrainian girlfriend, Sonia? Question seven. What did Alan use to test the Saniflow 33 toilet's flushing capabilities? What did Alan use to test the Saniflow 33 toilet's flushing capabilities? Question eight. In the car park, how many times does Alan shout Dan's name? Is it A, 11, B, 15, or C, 17? Question eight, in the car park, how many times does Alan shout Dan's name? Is it A, 11 times, B, 15 times, or C, 17 times? Nearly at the end of the I'm Alan Partridge round of this quiz, question nine. In 2012, Gordon Ramsay caught the attention of Partridge fans when he made a programme that resembled one of Alan's ideas pitched to Tony Hare's. But which of Alan's show ideas was it? So question nine. In 2012, Gordon Ramsay caught the attention of Partridge fans when he made a programme that resembled an idea Alan pitched to Tony Hares. But which of Alan's show ideas was it? And finally, a fiendish question for you here. Question 10. What price does the Linton Travel Tavern's roast dinner start from? That's question 10. Last question of the round. What price does the Linton Travel Tavern's roast dinner start from? As I'm Alan Partridge is probably the best known of Alan's works, forgive me for making those last few questions slightly tricky. So hopefully that's given you enough time to jot down your I'm Alan Partridge answers for round two. Uh, Here we go with the actual answers. So question one, uh, we asked you uh, in I'm Alan Partridge series two, what does Alan increase Lynn's salary to? The answer, of course, is tell you what, tell you what, it's nine and a half thousand pounds. Uh, question two, another easy one for you here. How big is Alan's big plate? The answer is 
12 inches. Question three, uh, what does Alan give as his name and address when he's pulled over by the police? The answer is he gives Bill Carr as his name and 10 King Road, Ipswich as his address. We will need Bill Carr and 10 King Road at least to get a point for that one. Question four, Lynn interrupts Alan's Valentine's date with Jill to deliver what item? The item is Alan's fungal foot powder. Thank God she remembered. Question five, what name did I'm Alan Partridge go by on American TV? This is a bit of a tricky one. On American TV, I'm Alan Partridge went by the name I'm Alan Partridge. It's the same. Question six, who played Alan's Ukrainian girlfriend, Sonia? The answer to that one is Amelia Bulmore. Question seven, what did Alan use to test the Saniflow 33 toilet's flushing capabilities? The answer is a pound of mashed up Dundee cake, but we will accept Dundee cake and we will accept a pound of cake. Question eight, in the car park, how many times does Alan shout Dan's name? The answer is B, 15 times. Um, question nine, in 2012, Gordon Ramsay created a program that was very similar to Alan's pitch of cooking in prison. Uh, cooking in prison is the answer to that one. Um, he made it a reality where Alan sadly couldn't. And finally, question 10. What price does the Linton Travel Tavern's roast dinner start at? And the answer to that is £4.25. Uh, it's not actually mentioned in the script, but there was a big sign on the outside of the Travel Tavern. So Eagle Eye Partridge fans, hopefully a few of you got that one right. Uh, so yes, apologies if that's a little fiendish, but uh, I'm Alan Partridge is probably the best known of Alan's output, so we thought we'd make it a little tricky. We now throw to our beloved producer, Producer Jed, who makes up for the fact that he prefers Red Dwarf to Partridge, with his ability to edit our podcast into something worth listening to. He's also got 10 questions for you on Alan's foray into the movie world. Over to you, Jed. Thanks, Adam. I'm Producer Jed. Uh, you may know me as the voice of reason sometimes, but also the voice of the producer who is contractually obliged to get one word per episode. So I'm really going above my word limit during this quiz. Um, I'm here to ask you a few questions on Alan's silver screen debut, kind of because I'm, I do films and TV, maybe that's why I got this round. And uh, yeah, I think this is a pretty easy, I think this is the easiest one. So if you fail, then you are terrible. Question number one, what job does Michael now have at North Norfolk Radio? Easy, easy. Question number two, what message does Alan write on the flip chart in the board meeting? And again, this is very easy. We, we approximately say it every single episode, so you should get this one. Question number three, what disgusting act does Michael commit whilst in the cupboard at the start of the siege? Uh, we've all done it, so we all know the answer. Question number four, and this one cracks me up every time. Which viral YouTube clip do Alan, Pat and Simon watch during the siege? And again, if you saw us on tour, we played this multiple times, uh, kind of against our will, because there were a few gremlins in systems. So you got to watch it multiple times. Um, funnier each time, to be honest. Uh, question number five, name a song and artist Alan is miming to in the car near the beginning of the film. A uh, little clue. We play it as a musical bed in almost every episode of Monkey Tennis. It's probably playing right now, actually. Uh, question number six. What does Alan use to hit one of the staff in the board meeting? Question number seven. What name is North Norfolk Digital changing to as part of the station tree brand? Clue, it sounds like a yoghurt. Question number eight. On the pier, Alan aims his rifle at a picture of who before saying, not again, and moving his sight to a picture of Susan Boyle. 
Question number, that one got me. Question number nine. When Lynn walks in on Alan in the business center at his home, what can be seen reflected in Alan's glasses from the laptop? Um, and again, this happens all the time during um, monkey tennis. It is, it's, it's awful. Question number 10. Which band does Alan describe as soft rock cocaine enthusiasts when introing their song on air? Accurate, it's accurate. Onto the answers. And here are the answers. Uh, the answer to question one, which was, what job does Michael now have at North Norfolk Radio? The answer is security guard. Uh, the answer to question two, which was, what message does Alan write on the flip chart in the board meeting? This one's obvious, it's just sack Pat. Um, you, we do accept just sack Nick as well, don't we? Yeah, Miguel's just said. This is, this is Miguel, by the way. Uh, three, what disgusting act does Michael commit whilst in the cupboard at the start of the siege? The answer is, he does shit in a box. Uh, we've all shit in places that we uh, shouldn't, uh, so please don't judge. Question number four, which was, which viral YouTube clip do Alan Patton Simon watch during the siege? The answer is, fat woman falls down hole. One of the funniest videos on the internet, I think you'll agree. Uh, the answer to question five, which was name the song and artist Alan is miming to near the beginning of the film. Yep, it's Roachford Cuddly Toy. Uh, you do get half a point for each of those. So half a point for Roachford, half a point for Cuddly Toy. Miguel is, uh, is counting that. Uh, six, what does Alan use to hit one of the staff in the board meeting? The answer is his driving gloves. Uh, but if you say gloves, yeah, give yourself a point for that. Uh, seven, was what name is North North Digital changed into as part of the station's rebrand? The answer is Shape. The answer to question eight, which was on the pier, Alan aims a rifle at a picture of who before saying not again and moving his sight to a picture of Susan Boyle. The answer is obviously JFK. We would accept President JFK. Nine, when Lynn walks in on Alan in the business centre at his home, what can be seen reflected in Alan's glasses from the laptop? You'll, if I was wearing glasses now, you'll see the same thing. The answer's boobs. Ten, what band does Alan describe as soft rock cocaine enthusiasts when intro in their song on air? One of the best bands of all time, Fleetwood Mac. And that's all ten questions. Let us know how you got on in the comments below. It's always nice to have some bodily functions in the quiz, I feel, especially when they're poo-related. I'm now going to pass you over to Nick, who's covering Triple M, Mid-Morning Matters. And for those of you who haven't listened to the podcast before, uh, he calls himself the people's host, but we call him the guy that gets everything wrong, including confusing a picture of a tattooed leg for a pint glass. So this is the level of kind of intellect we're dealing with. Uh, I'm joking. Love you really, Nick. And uh, so let's see how he does today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello, and welcome to the fourth and what I like to think is the best round of Monkey Tennis, the Alan Partridge Quiz. I'm Nick Order, the people's host. There'd be little doubt about that. And I like to think I'm covering some of the best of the APU, the Alan Partridge universe, with Mid-Morning Matters. Perhaps some of the least well-known. Will the questions be easy? Will I make a few mistakes? Let's find out as we play my round. So, let's kick off with question number one. What ethnic cuisine does Alan use to try and promote tolerance and harmony amongst the various creeds and colours that have drifted into Norfolk? So I'll repeat each of the questions as I go through them. So question number one, again, what ethnic cuisine does Alan use to try and promote tolerance and harmony amongst the various creeds and colours that have drifted into Norfolk? Question number two, who does Alan describe as a Dilbert? Question number two for you. Who does Alan describe as a Dilbert? Question number three. What do we learn is Dave Clifton's real name? So, what do we learn is Dave Clifton's real name? And question number four. Alan and Simon go out for brunch, lunch, Blunch? Simon has Thai fish cakes, but what does Alan eventually recall that he had? So question number four. Alan and Simon go out for brunch, lunch, blunch. Simon has Thai fish cakes, but what does Alan eventually recall that he had? Question number five. In a focus on cycling feature, Alan is joined in the studio by cycling instructor Jim Jones. But what was the fluid administered by the Reverend Jim Jones in the Jonestown Massacre in 1978 to just under 1,000 men, women and children? So, question number five for you. In a focus on cycling feature, Alan is joined in the studio by cycling instructor Jim Jones. But what was the fluid administered by the Reverend Jim Jones in the Jonestown Massacre? 1978 to just under 1,000 innocent men, women and children. Question number six. What was the name of the character Julian Barrett plays in Mid-Morning Matters Series 2? So that's question number six. What was the name of the character Julian Barrett plays in Mid-Morning Matters Series 2? Question number seven. Alan's granny, Annie, used to make him chucky egg. But what's chucky egg? So question number seven again for you. Alan's granny, Annie, 
used to make him Chucky Egg. But what is Chucky Egg? And question number eight for you. What does Alan believe Simon Le Bon means in French? So that's question number eight. What does Alan believe Simon Le Bon means in French? And question number nine. What band is Alan referring to here? There's no point yelling at that large spotted cat who's dragging the lifeless body of the apprentice zookeeper across the compound. He won't be able to hear you. He's a... So that's question number nine again for you. What band is Alan referring to here? There's no point yelling at that large spotted cat who's dragging the lifeless body of the apprentice zookeeper across the compound. He won't be able to hear you. He's a... And then finally, question number 10 for you. What film does Alan attempt to book cinema tickets for via the automated phone booking service? So question number 10, your final question what in this round. What film does Alan attempt to book cinema tickets for via the automated phone booking service? Okay, I'm here to give you the answers to round number four. So let's crack on. So question number one, we asked you what ethnic cuisine does Alan use to try and promote tolerance and harmony amongst people of Norfolk? The answer was Japanese. I didn't get it. So question number two, who does Alan describe as a Dilbert? The answer was Fred West. I could not remember that for the life of me, um, but the answer was Fred West for who does Alan describe as a Dilbert? Question number three, we asked um, what Dave Clifton's real name was, and the answer was Tom Barrington. Who knew? Not me, but the answer was Tom Barrington for question number three. Question number four, when Alan and Simon go out for brunch, lunch, blunch, Simon has Thai fish cakes, and we asked what Alan had when he eventually recalled it was kippers. Um, so the answer for question number four was kippers. If you didn't get it, don't worry, I didn't get it either, so it's all good. Question number five. Um, we're looking for the fluid administered by the Reverend Jim Jones. It was poison Kool-Aid. Poison Kool-Aid. I, I was so close, but I didn't quite get it. But hopefully you did. Um, so that's the answer for number five. And then moving on to question number six, we asked for Julian Barrett's character name. Now he had quite a few character names in the um, episode, but he's credited as Blackbird Goodbrook. Um, don't fret if you didn't get it. I was thinking of something completely different, but. Blackbird Goodbrook is the answer we're looking for. I think we probably will accept Blackbird, but either Blackbird or Blackbird Goodbrook. Question number seven, um, when we asked what Chucky Egg was, the answer is egg and butter chopped in a bowl. Um, and then uh, question number eight, uh, for what did Alan believe Simon Le Bon means in French? The answer is of course, Simon the Good. I was so close on this one, but just off by a hair's breath. So um, the answer for question eight, Simon the Good. Uh, question number nine, when we were asking for the band that Alan was referring to, the answer was Def Leppard. So the answer for question number nine was Def Leppard. Um, and then finally for question number 10, uh, that film that Alan is trying to book, I definitely knew this one, um, it's Inception, Inception. So that is that. Hopefully that tested the deepest, darkest depths of your AP knowledge. Remember to let us know how you're getting on in the comments, or perhaps just write down over and over. 
Uh, I'll now pass you over to my podcasting colleague, Tom Dark, who will be grilling you on all things this time. Over to you, Tom. Thank you, Nick, and very thank you. Now it's time for round five. I'll be your host for this round, and I'm sure we can agree the host you've all been waiting for. A better and more sought-after broadcaster than the rest of my co-hosts. Anyway, I don't want to get bogged down in all that. It's time to focus on this time, and the time for that is now. Coming up, 10 questions on Alan's most recent BBC appearance, 2019's This Time with Alan Partridge. Join me. Question 1. At the very beginning of episode 1, what is Alan in desperate need of? I'll give you that again. At the very beginning of episode 1, what is Alan in desperate need of? Question 2. Which high-profile BBC presenter does Alan encounter in the lifts at Broadcasting House at the end of an episode? That question again. Which high-profile BBC presenter does Alan encounter in the lifts at Broadcasting House at the end of an episode? Question 3 then. In a VT piece in episode 3, Alan describes himself as feeling lifeless, listless and lost. Why is this? I'll give you that again. In a VTPs in episode 3, Alan describes himself as feeling lifeless, listless and lost. Easy for me to say. Why is this? Moving on to question 4. In episode 4, Alan meets his Irish doppelganger. Can you name him? So that question again. Can you name Alan's Irish doppelganger? Question 5. Sidekick Simon consistently struggles with the digiball in the studio. As Alan has to remind him, what can't you do on the home screen? I'll give you that one more time. Sidekick Simon consistently struggles with the digiball in the studio. As Alan has to remind him, what can't you do on the home screen? Question 6. Sadly, John, John Baskell, dies before episode 2. Hashtag John Gone. Alan leads a moving tribute piece to him. What song does he sing at the end of this? I'll give you that again. Alan leads a moving tribute piece to John Baskell. What song does he sing at the end of this? Question 7. Name the programme Alan tells Jenny he likes to watch whilst curled up on a beanbag. I'll give you that again. Name the programme Alan tells Jenny that he likes to watch whilst curled up on a beanbag. Moving on to question 8. Alan attempts a sting operation on Monty Don. What amount does he get Monty to agree to to carry out illicit product placement? Is it A. £1 million B. £10 million or C. £1 billion I'll give you that again. Alan attempts a sting operation on Monty Don, aka Dante. What amount does he get Monty to agree to to carry out illicit product placement? Is it A, £1 million, B, £10 million, or C, £1 billion? I'll give you a second on that. And now it's time for question nine. Alan suffers a severe allergic reaction to shellfish, causing his lips to go chubby. Can you name the actor who plays the reckless chef responsible for this incident? So I'll give you that again. Alan suffers a severe allergic reaction to shellfish. It causes his lips to go all chubby. Can you name the actor who plays the reckless chef responsible for the incident? 
so that's the actor's name we're looking for, not the character's name. Don't even know if we get a character's name in that bit. And finally for this round, question 10. Lynn and Alan discussed the potential ability of Lynn hosting a programme about jumble sales, but what would Lynn call it? I'll give you that one more time. Lynn and Alan discussed the potential ability of Lynn hosting a programme about jumble sales, but what does Lynn say she would call it? Okay then, here are your answers for round five questions on this time with Alan Partridge. Question one, at the very beginning of episode one, Alan is in desperate need of a glass of water. Question two, the high profile BBC presenter Alan encounters in the lifts is of course, Emily Maitlis. In episode three, Alan is feeling lifeless, listless and lost because he hasn't eaten meat. Something close to that will be an acceptable answer. As long as it's got the lack of meat, we'll, we'll take it. Uh, question four. In episode four, Alan meets his Irish doppelganger. His name, of course, is Martin Brennan. I won't attempt an Irish accent and uh, be enacting that. Uh, question five. Sidekick Simon consistently struggles with the digiball in the studio. Alan has to remind him, what can't you do on the home screen? You can't swipe. You can't swipe the home screen. Question six. John, John Baskell, he's died. Uh, Alan leads a moving tribute piece to him. The song he sings at the end of this piece, it's Candle in the Wind. Question seven. Uh, the programme Alan likes to watch whilst curled up on a beanbag, that is, of course, Nazi megastructures. Question eight. Alan's sting operation on Monty Don. He gets Monty Don to kind of vaguely agree to this, um, but the amount is uh, £1 billion. So Monty Don will carry out illicit product placement for the sum of £1 billion. Question 9. Alan suffers a severe allergic reaction to shellfish, causing his lips to go chubby. Can you name the actor who plays the reckless chef responsible? That is, of course, Jamie Dimitri. Question 10. The last question for this round, then. Lynn and Alan discussing the potential ability of Lynn hosting a programme about jumble sales. Lynn says she would call it jumble. I'd say it's very important you need to have the exclamation mark on there as well so that's jumble exclamation mark so there we go that's your 10 questions on this time um, that brings us bang up to date with Alan's output however there are a few other gems that we haven't yet covered in the APU that's the Alan Partridge universe don't forget acronym fans so for tonight's final round we have 10 questions coming up that deal with the books Nomad and I Partridge we need to talk about Alan some of his stints on comic relief over the years the TV specials, Scissor Isle and Welcome to the Places of My Life. My esteemed co-host and the second best monkey tennis Tom, Tom Stab, is going to kick things off on this round now. So let's do that now. Tom, it's over to you. Thanks Tom. It's me again and there is broad agreement that I'm the best monkey tennis Tom. So we're calling this final round General Allen, General Allen, General Allen, General Allen, whatever. And I'm going to be kicking off with the first two questions, before in turn passing to each member of the team who's going to ask their own two questions on some of the Alan output that we haven't covered already. So here we go, question one. In I Partridge, what is the name of the fictional Norwich-based detective that Alan creates? That's what is the name of the Norwich-based fictional detective that Alan creates in I Partridge? Question two. In iPartridge, which ITV morning presenter does Alan briefly work with during his stint at R Price Radio? So question two. 
In iPartridge again, which ITV morning presenter does Alan work with briefly during a stint at Our Price Radio? Question number three. In the 2019 comic relief sketch, what does Alan fall into when trying to start an impromptu conga of 15 people? So that's question number three. In the 2019 comic relief sketch, what does Alan fall into when trying to start an impromptu conga of 15 people? Question four. Name three of the Kate Bush songs performed by Alan in his infamous 1999 comic relief Kate Bush medley. So we need three of the songs. So I'll repeat that for you. Question number four. Name three of the Kate Bush songs performed by Alan in his infamous 1999 comic relief Kate Bush medley. Question five of the general knowledge round. In Nomad, Alan needs to get into the QSPC before undertaking his walk. What does QSPC stand for? Question six. In Nomad, which airport does Alan describe as an absolute tit of an airport? And I think we can all agree. Question seven. In Scissor Isle, Alan heads to the north on a deeply personal journey of redemption. He ends up in awe of one of the checkout ladies when he puts in a shift at the supermarket. Can you name this Tesco lifer? Give me that question again. Alan ends up in awe of one of the checkout ladies when he puts in a shift at the supermarket. Can you name this Tesco lifer? Question 8. Still on Scissor Isle, John Thompson plays a payday loan manager who gets doorstepped by Alan in Scissor Isle. This isn't the first time we've seen John in the APU. Can you name the comedian he played in Knowing Me Knowing You along with the name of his trusty sidekick? We do need both names for the point here. So that question again, can you name the comedian John Thompson played in Knowing Me Knowing You along with the name of his trusty sidekick? We need both names for the point. Everyone should know this, it's definitely one of Nick's favourites. Question nine. In Welcome to the Places of My Life, which of these places did Alan not visit? Norfolk Market, Thetford Forest, the Tide and Time Museum, or North Norfolk Digital Studios? So, question nine, that's which of these places did Alan not visit in Welcome to the Places of My Life? Norfolk Market, Thetford Forest, the Tide and Time Museum, or North Norfolk Digital Studios? Just give you a second to rack your brains. And finally, in this final round, question 10. What make of car does Alan test drive around Petersfield in Welcome to the Places of My Life? That's what type of car does Alan test drive around Petersfield in his special Welcome to the Places of My Life? So that concludes the end of this round and we'll now pop back to a co-host of mine and get cracking on those final sets of answers. Right, so ready for the answers to round six. General Allen, General, General Allen, General Allen. Yeah. Uh, so my two questions were question one. In I Partridge, what is the name of the fictional Norwich-based detective that Alan creates? It's Swallow. So hopefully you got that. And question two, what was the name of the ITV morning presenter that Alan works with briefly at Our Price uh, Radio? That's Philip Schofield. Phil Schofield. Um, I wonder if Alan's uh, still waiting for that call from Phil. Okay, now it's time for the answers to my General Alan round. 
the answer to question number three uh, in the 2019 comic relief sketch, what does Alan fall into uh, when trying to uh, organise an impromptu conga? Uh, the answer is bins. He falls into uh, some bins, injuring himself. And then question number four, um, I asked you to name three of the Kate Bush songs performed in Alan's infamous 1999 um, comic relief special. Uh, so you could have had any of the following, but you, you needed three. So the answers are, wow, running up that hill, them heavy people, uh, the man with the child in his eyes, Wuthering Heights, uh, Don't Give Up, or Babushka. So uh, quickly repeat that. Wow, running up that hill, them heavy people, the man with the child in his eyes, Wuthering Heights, Don't Give Up, or Babushka. So you needed three of those. So the answers to my general knowledge questions on Nomad. Question five was, what does QSPC stand for? And it's quite superb physical condition. And the answer to question six in Nomad was, in Nomad, which airport does Ellen describe as an absolute tit of an airport? And of course, it's Heathrow. Accurate. Okay, the Scissor Isle questions. Question seven. The answer is, of course, Tesco Lifer, Pat Bevan. That's Tesco Lifer, Pat Bevan. And question eight. John Thompson, of course, played Joe Beasley with his trusty sidekick, Cheeky Monkey. It's one of our favourites, and hopefully it's one of yours too. For question nine, we asked, in Welcome to the Places of My Life, which of these places does Alan not visit? Norfolk Market, Thetford Forest, the Time and Tide Museum, or North Norfolk Digital Studios? The answer was the Time and Tide Museum. It does exist, but he did not visit it in that special. Uh, and finally, question 10. What make of car does Alan test drive around Petersfield in Welcome to the Places of My Life? The answer is, of course, Range Rover. Uh, I think he does a couple of donuts. Uh, so if we've got a few teams on equal points at the end of that quiz, then uh, there is a tie break coming up now. What I need you to do for the tie break is add together the following numbers and whichever team is closest to the correct total will win. So add together these numbers. The number of friends Alan tells Peter Baxendale Thomas he has, add to that. The number of nights Alan spends at the Linton Travel Tavern. Then add the number of episodes in total of I'm Alan Partridge. Add to that the number of bedrooms in the house Alan plans to buy in I'm Alan Partridge. And finally, add to that the number of BAFTAs Steve Coogan has won for Alan Partridge, Philomena does not count in this, uh, as of the time of this quiz, June 2020. So the answer's coming up in a minute. Uh, so you do the maths in the meantime. I will just quickly run through those again so that you know what you've got to add together. So we're looking for how many friends Alan tells Peter Baxendale Thomas that he has. Then add to that the number of nights Alan spends at the Linton Travel Tavern, the number of episodes of I'm Alan Partridge in total, the number of bedrooms in the house Alan plans to buy in I'm Alan Partridge, and add to that the number of BAFTAs that Steve Coogan won for Alan Partridge as of the time of this quiz. The total's coming up in a minute, so do the maths. And that's our quiz. We hope you've enjoyed yourself and that it's given you something to do when you're unable to go rambling or drinking in beer gardens. Um, if you're an Alan fan that isn't already a Monkey Tennis listener, do take a listen at podfollow.com slash monkey tennis and you too can discover whether it's possible to draw a chalk penis on your own back 
whether drenching Bond videos in sunny delight really does ruin them, and the answers to many other pressing questions raised by Alan over the years. So, let's go back to that tie break. Hopefully everyone's had enough chance to uh, jot their answers down. The number of friends Alan tells Peter Baxendale Thomas he has is 104, comparing it to Peter's 100 cows. The number of nights Alan spends at the Linton Travel Tavern is 183 in total. There are 12 episodes of I'm Alan Partridge. The number of bedrooms in the house Alan plans to buy in I'm Alan Partridge is five, his five bedroom bastard house. And Steve Coogan has won four BAFTAs for Alan Partridge as of the time of this quiz. Uh, For those of you that need the total, the answer when you add them all together is 308. Uh, If you've enjoyed the quiz or the podcast, please do consider supporting us by buying us a coffee at ko-fi.com slash monkey tennis. Thank you and very thank you. So from all of us at Monkey Tennis, the Alan Partridge fan podcast, thank you for taking part in our quiz. We hope you've had a ruddy good time. Goodbye. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.